Yeah, Malone, I, I know you, you're not really excited about this episode, but uh, <laughs> it's gonna be a tough one. Uh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm definitely not excited. I, it's it's really one. I'm like, I just want to, I just want to get through it. Like, you know, <laughs> it's, it's been a tough week. Tough yeah, week. yeah, I just, I just want to get through the episode. Like, like I, I yeah, you know. So I'm. Hey, you know, man. I feel like I feel like I feel like Marshawn, man. I'm here because I'm here so I won't get fined. <laughs> here so I won't get fined. Oh my god, that's yeah, awesome! Literally, like today was like it was such a crazy day at work that I couldn't even like celebrate the Chelsea shit. Like I didn't know we won until Scott texted me GG. Oh and I was man, like, I didn't know if the GG meant you know yeah. good game like we lost because. Jose was talking a few weeks ago or like last week. You know, nigga, we got like five games this week, bro. I don't know if y'all know this, but like. Yeah, no, yeah. Bro, it's, it's some other it's shit. So like, Jose was talking about literally like he basically had to, we were going to have to throw the game today because Sonny got hurt yesterday or two days ago. Right, right. And, uh, it's minor, but, you know, he can't play today. And so we're sitting there just like he, he thought we were going to have to just throw the game because. We don't. We didn't have it, bro. Fucking five games in like six, seven days, bro. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? So, yeah, it was, it us winning and, and penalties was like, make it. It was just bing, 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 and then the very last one, man, was fucking Mason Mount. I saw, bro. What is Mason yeah. doing? I don't know, man. Yeah, I watched the whole game. Like, you I watched it. Oh my. Yeah, God. I watched it. I mean, it was. I mean, you know, penalty at the end. I mean, he just, he just kind of whiffed it. Uh. You, you see, uh, you see, you see that that Coco goal, nigga. <laughs> yeah, I seen it. <laughs> I seen it. Fucking Lamella, man. Like, good God, man. Bell, Bell thought he was getting at eleven, nigga. No sir, right. nigga. <laughs> every time, every time I think Lamella's dead, he just he does some he, shit. He goes again. back, bro. He's like on three goals this year so far, bro. That's crazy, isn't it? But yeah, anyways. Yeah, man. It was. Uh... It happens to the best of us, but yeah, I mean, let's. I mean, hey, let's dive right in. So this is uh, this, 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 this y'all show now. I'm just here. I'm a yeah. Guest. Yeah, man. Well, hey, it's free tuition, so it's season two. It's episode four. Um, yeah. Of course, you know me. It's Scott uh, Malone's here, and yeah, we got a special guest back in here with us. <laughs> yeah, uh, you yeah. know, yeah, man. We had to finally, uh, you know, we we called the agent. You know, we made some <laughs> things happen. We, you know. <laughs> Crossed some T's, dotted some I's, and uh, we got Jeff in here with us today. We got, we got, we got him all alone. We got him all alone. We got him all alone. This is like my, uh, it's like my fourth <laughs> podcast this week, straight up. It's only like Tuesday. <laughs> and this is understandable. I mean, I mean, this guy is probably the hardest working guy in uh, in the been moving podcasting industry right now. Thanks, man. I've been moving just a tad bit. What's going well, on, man? This weekend was kind of crazy. Let's go ahead and dive into him. I mean, let's let's rip the band. Yeah, we, we might want to get it out the way just from Malone for sure, and me. I mean, I, it hurt me as well. I'm not gonna lie to you. So this was the first time since 1998 that the defending national champion lost their uh, first game of the next season. This is also the first time since 1978 that they lost their home opener. Um, so opening the season at home, losing. Uh, so this is uh, obviously not a good, not the right foot you wanted to start the season on um and with all due respect i mean you know mike leach is really kind of like mississippi state is looking like they're going to be a really good team this year i don't think it's all lsu's fault um definitely not on miles brennan he played pretty well for the most part uh, i mean obviously he didn't play like joe burrow but uh you know a lot of people can't a lot of people can't at that level so okay. yeah but uh i think it's really more credit to what mississippi state is doing with uh with mike leach over there and i think they're a team to watch out now in the sec uh with lsu taking a loss but i mean malone you 
have more into this than any of us. So, I mean, what are your reactions after the game? Um, okay, so uh, first first and foremost, um, all, all credit to Mississippi State. They they came in with their big boy pants on, and, and they, uh, they, they made it happen. Um, they executed defensively they were they were great as far as making timely plays when they had to getting stops when they needed it and um they they just they just made plays all over the field uh what can you say about kj costello 623 yards five touchdowns two interceptions i mean to throw for that many yards um his first game in the sec new coach to break a record in death valley i mean what, what more can you say it was a legendary performance like you said, I think I think Miles Brennan played well. Uh, Miles Brennan didn't give up 623 yards passing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, right. You know he 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 was dealing with the cards he was dealt. Uh, having to do a shootout in his first game, you know, like that. Uh, I think it was a little much for him. But you know, for him to deliver 345 yards, three touchdowns. Um, it's a good sign. Yeah, you know, he threw two picks, but uh, I think he he played well for the most part given the situation. He needed a lot of help in the run game that he didn't get. Uh, I think that was a little disappointing. And the defense, man, just didn't play well. We didn't have Stingley. Found that out, like, you know, three hours before game time. Yeah, really like loud. Which sucks, definitely. I mean, that's uh, definitely going to affect chemistry. Absolutely. And, I mean, when you think about it, he literally takes away a whole side of the field, right? And he makes everybody else's mm-hmm. job easier when you know you got a guy like that out there. So not having him was definitely a tough blow. And, and you know, we pay for it. Uh, all we can do now is hope that they improve and – you know, try to string a good couple performances together and, and do what they got to do and, and try to win out here so they have a, any kind of chance to make the playoff. When it comes to teams like, like especially LSU coming from a championship, you know, I feel like when you take a, a loss like this, it is definitely difficult on morale because, you know, obviously some players just feel like, damn, it's over. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you, it's not it's not a game you really want to lose. Uh, but it happens, and as long as the players can come back and, like, continue to compete at a high level, because you know how it is, man, especially with the way college football is. You know, when you lose a game or two, it's it does break the spirit, especially if you're like, damn, like, you know, our chances of, well, you know, this season's a little weird, a little different, but uh, right. winning winning and, and getting championships and stuff like that, sometimes one game can just totally break you because you realize there's not much else that we have to fight for at this point. So as long as they come back, you know, on a week-to-week basis and still fight, I think everything will be fine. Obviously, it's not a game you want to lose, but the circumstances were definitely, you know, it was a it was a different circumstance, you know, considering Leach and not something that we see uh, from from that defense. But yeah, you know, you didn't have Stingley. Think think people were missing. And I will say. Um... Ed Ogeron isn't going to let this team um, feel sorry for themselves or, or give up. Uh, I mean, all, all y'all know he's a pretty fiery guy. He's he's not going to let this team, um, you know, wallow in their sorrows from this loss. I mean, it's either going to be get with it or, or, or get lost and next man up. So, yeah, I, I expect them to compete and, you know, keep moving forward here. So that's really what it's going to come down to. I mean, I think this is really like the biggest thing for LSU going forward it's really up to Coach O right here because as Jeff talked about, you know, a loss, especially your first game of the season, can really be demoralizing, especially when your aspirations are a national championship. But right. it's NFL, not you lose one game, you just move on, you know, it, but when it comes to this college shit, you know what it's like to lose one, two games. That may be it. Right. It could be it. But but that's it. So one game 
you you're still somewhat in control of your destiny because as i'm looking at the schedule here just in a matter of two weeks two and a half weeks really uh the 17th you go on the road at florida florida's ranked number three right now uh a little less than a month after that you got alabama you got auburn at home the uh you know two weeks prior to that so you still have a schedule that if you win out i mean you can't not put lsu in with the with a, a nine and one schedule like this yeah, wow. no, and, that, and that's the beauty of it all. I mean, LSU has, has you know, there's plenty of games to redeem themselves, and, you know, there's just there's just a lot of football to play. So it's – win them all. Yeah, the season the season's not over. Um, yeah. There's yeah. just a lot of things to to improve. And um, luckily these, these next two weeks we have a couple games where obviously none of these games are going to be easy, but they, they should be ones where they can kind of snap back in and, and get some kind of continuity and, and some more confidence in what they're doing. What's the next three you guys got? Vanderbilt, I think, this upcoming okay. weekend. Vandy. Okay. Yeah, Vanderbilt this week. Then after that, I think it's, it's Mizzou. That's oh, yeah, these are and, all uh, and then, games. And then Florida. So, yeah, those those next two games should be ones that they should be able to uh, capitalize on. and, and Basically build move. up for Florida. Right, right. Moving yeah. to Florida with, you know, with some with some confidence, you know. It'll be interesting to see if they can kind of get that head of steam up, especially, I mean, because I think when you and I talked about it last week, Malone, like LSU's biggest stretch is when that Florida game starts because then after that they have like just a solid like five or six weeks where they, you know, of course they play uh, Auburn on the road and then of course they play Alabama. And I think there was one other uh, game in there that uh, was kind of a sleeper game. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, South I mean, Carolina they, at home. Yeah, they – uh they got to go to um, to Texas A&M. Yeah, we got South Carolina uh, at the crib. Uh, got to go to Auburn. And then, yeah, we got Alabama at, at home as well. So, yeah, I mean, after after Florida, though, that, that four-game stretch is, is not pretty whatsoever. So they're going to have to figure it out and figure it out faster. Yeah, and I, I think I even said last week it was probably one of the toughest schedules in the country. And, yeah, getting that week one loss is not going to make it any easier. But there's still hope. You know, we could still see LSU in the title game um, in Atlanta at the end of the season playing for a possible college football playoff spot. But another team that also lost this past week was uh, out in the Big 12. This was a team that we anointed as pretty much the, the conference champion. And uh, they, <laughs> they just – Dude. Wow. They not only did so. This is Oklahoma Sooners. Not only did they lose, they lost to Kansas State, whose only other game of the season they lost. It was it Arkansas. They were the team that lost to Arkansas State that we wow. talked about week two. Yeah. So Kansas State lost to uh, you know some scrub, and then went out and beat. Uh, I think Oklahoma was ranked number three in the country at that time. But you know what's crazy? Historically, it seems like like Kansas State is always one of those teams where they kind of. Almost like Mississippi State, like they, they play up. They play up to the competition, you know what I mean? Um, they're just kind of one of those programs. So it, it it was surprising, but at the same time, it wasn't really surprising when you sat back and looked at it. Like, well, you know, Kansas State, they kind of do this kind of thing, you know? Yeah, I think it's more of the aspect of who they just lost to. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you definitely don't want to have to see that, though, regardless. I mean, you want to go in and knock those type of teams off if you're, if you're a powerful, you know, powerful team, especially in these situations, which – I think that's definitely the separation between, you know, college football, NFL, NFL. You can literally get it from any team. Doesn't matter. Bottom, bottom tier, top tier. You can lose. But hey, man, this shit right here is like you expect to go in and get the dub. And if you don't, it just hurts so bad, you know. 
and we talked about Spencer Rattler being a, a possible Heisman candidate. And that last drive, I mean, I, if, if my memory serves, I mean, he threw a pick that last drive in the game. That was the end. So he had an opportunity to go out there and actually make a Heisman moment, and he ended the game with a pick. It's not good. They're going to remember that. <laughs> you know how it goes. Yeah, it looks like he threw three three picks in that game. Um, it was bad. To go with four touchdowns. Yeah, it wasn't uh, – one of the greatest came from the from the young quarterback. Um, <clears throat> it's another one that's going to be interesting to see how they bounce back. He didn't look like the best quarterback in the league. I mean, Sam Ellinger threw five touchdowns. He, he had 262, although they didn't look great either. I mean, I, I said that it was going to be a shootout um, on Twitter. I don't know if you guys saw, like, Texas Tech was going to put up points. I knew that. I didn't think they would hang 56. Yeah, that's um, big time. Yeah, um, and obviously they don't have any kind of defense, so obviously Texas was going to hang um, 56 in regulation as well, and they won in overtime, but I don't know. I, I'm kind of a little bit worried about Texas now, too. They're ranked number, I think, nine going into this week. Um, Good. I hate Texas. Get them out of there. Yeah, and but they fell a spot, and they just didn't look that good. I don't know who took their spot. Um, I'll have to look at the AP, but – they don't look good either, and so now it kind of makes this this Red River matchup coming up not look as quite a, uh, quite appealing. You know, we talked about maybe a possible Heisman clash at the beginning. The showdown, yeah, yeah. No, the matchup is it may not have like the 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 luster it usually has, you know, but um, it has yeah, some. Be, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a robbery game, so you know, of course, it still be attractive, but uh, I, I'm sure Texas is is focusing all their energy on TCU coming up this weekend. They got to keep going one game at a time. I mean, Texas, I mean, they're 2-0 right now. Oklahoma is in a couple of weeks. That's on the road. But after that, I mean, you got Oklahoma State on the road as well. But everybody else, I mean, they play Baylor at home. They play West Virginia at home. These teams that they may lose against, they all have at home. Iowa State's at home. Um, you do end the season at Kansas State on the road. But I think if you get past Oklahoma, now it looks like Texas may be in the driver's seat to win the league. I know, but we don't want that. We don't want that. So don't, we don't even put want that it. type of energy on <laughs> We don't want it. I, I don't like Texas as much as the next man. Do I still think Sam Ellinger is going to do it? No. I think Oklahoma's probably still going to beat them. They're probably going to slip up one other place, but at it the same be time. They can for them, though. They can do it. They can do it. I mean, he is a you know five-year senior, however long he's been there. I don't think he's five years, but he's been there a long time. This is your chance. This is your chance to make a playoff. Is his one and only chance. Spencer Rattler is going to get another chance, maybe two. But Sam Ellinger, you got to do it this year. It's never going to happen. Yeah, this is it for Sam. Um, I mean, he has some he has some favorable matchups to make things happen here. So we'll see if he takes things by the reins and make it happen. So another team that kind of struggled a little early on this past week was uh, the University of Georgia. Um, you know, who did start Dewan Mathis, who looked absolutely terrible out there um he looked Jeez. awful he looked scared like, he looked like he was scared to take a hit and rightfully so i mean he had brain surgery but right 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 you can't play sec football and be afraid to take a hit no because you're going to get hit you're gonna get hit it doesn't hard. matter by big boys who are basically league already yeah so they so he got benched you know at half uh they only had like five points at half and then, uh, well, what's the other kid's name? Uh, Stetson, uh, what's his last name? Bennett? Uh, yeah, Stetson Bennett uh, came in and took things over. And from what I've read for this upcoming week is that JT Daniels will be available. Oh, yeah? Is that so? 
So JT Daniels is going to be available, and Stetson Bennett came in and led them from a come from behind and and thrashed them in the second half. By the way, UGA ended up winning the game thirty seven to ten. And yeah, the so, guy came off the bench and, and threw for two hundred. Mm. Yeah, like second half he just torched them. You know he looked looked really good out there. Everybody started kind of getting sync. So now the question is: is for this upcoming week, do you roll with the kid? Do you roll with Stetson? Nah, man, or, you know you know what to do. Or you go with JT, the talent who's coming off the injury. We, you, I know, I know, I know what you think, Jeff. I, you know the you first, the first thing uh, me and me and mom got a buddy named Danny at the job, right? First thing Danny said to me when I got back was, uh, you know, you, you know, your, your boy JT is uh, he's over at UGA, so it means you can root for him. Right? <laughs> I'm just like, oh my god, that's what it takes, huh? That's what it takes. Oh, man, like you want me to root for the guy that left? <laughs> I'm saying, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I, I, think, I think we see Stetson to start the game off. And then uh, depending on how the game goes, you know, we may see uh, JT get in there and, and, you know, get some reps. The one person we know is not going to be in there is Dewan Mathis. Yeah, no, Dewan's not going to play anymore. He's done, man. I hate it for him. I hate it for him because I heard I heard a lot of good things. Like I got I heard when I was looking up like, you know, I was looking up Twitter as far as like what people were saying about Dewan, and there was no in between. It was like all hype and all like high ceiling type of stuff. Like this guy is going to win the Heisman type of stuff. Like I'm like, damn, that's crazy. And then you hear some people there like, you know, Dewan Mathis is going to run UGA into the dirt. Jeez. Yeah, like it was really bad. So I was, I was really curious to see, you know, which of the two extremes it really was going to be, or if he was just going to be, you know, just another guy out there, another game manager like they play. But uh, it was definitely, uh, he definitely didn't look good. Yeah, tough break for the kid. Uh, we'll see, we'll see how it goes moving forward. But uh, don't see him getting too many more reps. Kind of going away from the SEC for a little bit now. As of last week, this happened like the day after um, we recorded last episode of Free Tuition. The Pac-12 has announced that they, too, are coming back on their word. They are going to be playing a fall college football season. That it's going to be a seven-game season. Money yep, calls, it's the cause. It does, man. I mean, they see these leagues doing it. And, you know, obviously there are games being postponed. I mean, things are happening. Like It's only kind right, of- but college football is also extremely weird without the pack. I know. I mean, I know we haven't been – I say we as in, you know, US, USC. But in general, it's like I know that the energy hasn't been the same as far as, you know, making it to the big one and competing and being great. But it's still weird, especially for, you know, obviously the fans. It is, and Malone and I even have been saying the last few weeks, like, we wish the Pac-12 had, had done this, you know, a long time ago. Like, I mean, it's a league you definitely want to see. I mean, I've been on the wagon that USC is just like, at any moment, they can just kind of make that come up and be a contender again, like, t- tomorrow. And uh, and then you have, you know, other, t- other teams out there like Oregon. You got Arizona State on the come up. You had Utah who won the league last year, different things like that. Um, or they didn't win the league, but they made the title game. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then so you, you just have a lot of competition out there. And definitely somebody can, you know, make a run at the playoff because the way the schedule is going to break up. So it's seven games. They're starting November 6th. So it's going to – no bye week. So they're going to end the same week as the Big Ten. Um, and the way they're doing it is each team is playing five division games and one out-of-division game. So six regular season games. And then whoever – 
wins the two divisions. They play in a title game. The rest of the teams play just a random seventh game, whoever it is, uh, you know, that final week. But uh, so six regular season games and basically a championship week. So it puts, you know, these other teams out there in the Pac-12 an opportunity. Is there anybody, uh, obviously, you know, we got your USC and your Oregon. I mean, who do we think could actually uh, win the league as of right now, today being uh, September 29th right now as we record? I'm about to go Oregon, man. I do like Oregon. Um, I'm going to go Oregon just as far as bringing the most back, especially on defense. They got a grade-A pass rusher and, and Kayshawn Thibodeau, who I think takes that uh, that major freshman and sophomore leap. And, um, yeah, that will be my pick as far as taking the pack this year. I'm kind of – I'm in the same boat. And as of right now, they haven't released the actual schedule, so we don't know who's playing who yet. That's going to really – and we'll talk about this a lot more later on. Um, I think as of right now, I'm going to lean towards Oregon too. You know, but when we get that schedule and we kind of break it down, I mean, obviously your pick and my pick are probably subject to change just how the how it breaks down. Because, I mean, you're only playing six regular season games. you got a lot of teams, so that can really break up interesting for, you know, some squads out there. Right. Yeah, no, it's um, – it can definitely how – the, how the schedule breaks out definitely determine a lot of things as far as how we, you know, make these picks, I suppose. Yeah, but at least they're playing football. I'm excited. I mean, now we can, now we can finally say like, I, I mean, I think as of right now, Malone, we can finally say that there's not going to be an asterisk on this on the season. We talked about it last week. We both said there wasn't going to be an asterisk, anyways. But now that you got all the leagues in the fold, no matter what everybody's doing with the stadiums and allowing fans and not allowing fans, now we get everybody. So definitely no asterisk going forward now. Yeah, no, um, no. There's definitely no asterisks as far as um, the overall uh, the overall product. It's just uh, I, I will say that some teams definitely I wouldn't necessarily call it an advantage, but being able to play a couple of games to get the kinks out before playing, you know, conference games for for some teams, I would definitely look at it as an advantage. Just looking at LSU situation, if they were able to have uh, you know play a you know an FCS opponent or just a um, a, a lower rated team and maybe work the kinks out before moving on to, you know, playing a Mississippi State like they did, it might be a different outcome. You know what I mean? Um, my grand hasn't been too many schools. I think it's just been more ACC schools that's gotten that luxury. But yeah, I, I think that may pay dividends. I think I've said in, in one of the pods this week that I think that's going to pay dividends for, for you know, the ACC schools moving forward, being able to play those games. But yeah, uh, but you know. I think that's the only thing that you, you can look at to be like, uh, well, you know, everybody didn't get that opportunity, but yeah. Well, know. I mean, in fairness, so ACC and Big Twelve, they uh, they played, I think, one out of conference also. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it was one or two, but they definitely put out of conference as well. I mean, I know, like, we were hoping at least Clemson fan base. I, I can speak for uh, speak for us. We were really hoping that the SEC was going to get that, you know, out of conference, at least one opponent, you know, and maybe someone like an LSU would have done, you know, an FCS opponent. But I know Clemson, we were really hoping for it to get that, you know, that rivalry game at the end of the year against South Carolina because it's the longest standing rivalry as of right now as far as playing every year, and it's going to be broken this year. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, that's and that's crazy. I'm I'm surprised that they didn't, you know, make exceptions for – for, for certain things, you know, uh, robberies like that, especially the ones that are in-state, especially, you know, when you think about COVID and so on and so forth, you know, um, you know, I can understand 
you know, be a precautionary, but with, with the two institutions being in the same state, I, I was a little surprised they didn't try to find a way to make that happen. I made a call for them to bring back Big Thursday. And I don't know if you know what Big Thursday is. You probably don't. It's a it's it's a story about the rivalry uh, back in the back in the early days of the rivalry. Um, you know, back in like the twenties, thirties, forties. So Big Thursday. So instead of playing Saturday, it's the Saturday of every Thanksgiving week. But instead of playing Saturday, they used to play on Thanksgiving Day on Thursdays. There was a big, you know, it was the state fair. And they would have the big fair pretty much, you know, kind of the end of that week. And every Thursday, Clemson and South Carolina, uh, they would play their actual football game. So that rivalry dates back to Big Thursday and beyond that. Um, and so I made a call for like, you know, I mean, you know, just you know, make a call, get a little get together, put some Ferris wheels up and have Big Thursday, man. Do something. But it looks like they're, uh, you know, they didn't uh, hear my appeal. And, yeah, they're not going to play this season. Yeah, so that's um... – it's an unfortunate casualty to uh, this COVID uh, pandemic we're living in, man. Um, you know, it's kind of throwing a wrench into some of our, our our favorite things that we see throughout the college football season. I don't know what happened here uh, uh, over the last few minutes. Um, I don't know if you know this, but we lost Jeff. You know, he's probably out doing another podcast right now. Right, um, right, yeah, no, no, it was, a, it was a, um. It was a, it was a short term loan, short term loan, you know. Yeah, man, uh, we may get him back in, uh, but you know, he's a. Busy man, always out on the road, uh, but he's definitely going to be back throughout the season. He may still come back in this uh, this episode, but as far as this upcoming week, so we do have, I think for the season, um, unless I'm uh, missing a game, but I think we have our first top 10 matchup uh, coming up this weekend uh, with Auburn going uh, to Athens and Georgia and playing the, uh, the Bulldogs down there. So this is a pretty big matchup because obviously we have Auburn who – Actually, look, you know, pretty good uh, with that new uh, offense taking down number twenty-three Kentucky this past week. Now that you have this, uh, you know, this a little bit more of a higher power offense. Bo Nix obviously he threw three touchdowns, two hundred and thirty-three yards. Uh, he also was their leading rusher, believe it or not. But um, I'm sure that's not going to be the same every game. Once they get their rushing attack going, Auburn's a team that's going to be dangerous. And now you got your first big test upcoming against the Bulldogs in, in Athens on the road. Malone, what are you looking at this game as far as like, is there anybody we should watch out for? Who do you think's who do you think is going to win the game overall? I think it's going to be a great game overall. Uh, I'm I'm going to have Auburn win the game. I think. Uh, oh wow. I I think this is a game that we kind of see Bo Nix really really kind of, you know, put his name on the map and kind of explode here um, and make himself, uh, you know, not, maybe not a household name, but maybe amongst us college football enthusiasts and, and SEC fans, you know, um, I really think they go in and get it done. Georgia just didn't show me enough this past weekend to make me believe that they're going to be able to withstand um, the pressure that I think that the Auburn offense is going to be able to apply to their defense. Um, I, I'm just not sure that's going to be something that they're going to be able to overcome because I think Auburn is going to put up points, and I'm not sure where Georgia is going to counteract that uh, unless Stetson comes out and has another great game, which I'm not so sure is going to happen, being that this is Auburn and not Arkansas. You know, it's yet to be seen. Um, you know, they may come out and prove me wrong here, but I'm definitely going Auburn here um, as long as nothing changes. And Bo Nix is trotting out there come Saturday night at 7.30. So we talked about this earlier in the episode that as soon as we think that 
Stetson kind of slips up, you know, there's going to be an opportunity for JT to get in there. So is that opportunity going to be this week against the Tigers? I think there's definitely an opportunity for that to take place if uh, Stetson comes out first quarter, uh, maybe, you know, early turnover or, or the offense is just not in a good rhythm at all. I can definitely see Kirby making a play and, and getting JT out there to make it happen. Um, now, the only thing about this matchup is that it is a East versus West opponent. So granted, if UGA were to lose, it doesn't necessarily damper their their chances of getting to the SEC championship, granted, they still can navigate their way through the East. But I said to say that I, I still think that Kirby is going to feel that pressure to to where if things aren't going how he wants it to go, he'll he'll trot JT out there. And big playoff implications. I mean, not just, the, you know, I mean, I know you talked about the SEC title, but uh, obviously if uh, one of these teams loses this game and one of them is going to, uh, that's going to hurt chances of them possibly making it to the t- uh, the actual playoff at the end of the year. If Auburn wins, they got Arkansas at home next. They got South Carolina on the road. They got Ole Miss on the road. They got you guys, LSU, at home. They got Mississippi State on the road, which right now, you know, we'll kind of see how that pans out. Um, it's spooky. It's yeah. Been- it's crazy. Like it's, with Mississippi State, we got to see how it's looking the next couple of weeks. Uh, you know, Grant, they, they came out and blitzed LSU. It's, you know, I think they got everybody on notice right now. So it's kind of a wait and see approach with that team and, and just seeing how, you know, it's really the real deal product or did it just have a day against the Tigers? So we'll see. Well, they'll have an opportunity here on Halloween. So Mississippi State's schedule right now, they play Arkansas this upcoming week at home play Kentucky on the road, and then they play Texas A&M at home, which right now, I mean, I watched Texas A&M a little bit too, and they kind of look like they're just another Texas A&M team. They're good. They're not great. I mean, they oh, only five five. Five. Yeah, like they don't look like – they don't look like they should be ranked. I think they're ranked number 12 right now um, yeah. or 13, excuse me. Um, so, I mean, Mississippi State, if they are who we believe we, they are right now, they're probably going to go 4-0 in that stretch. Um, and then Halloween night, you got Alabama on the road. So that's where it's going to get really spooky. No pun. Yeah, for sure. That 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 should be a fun matchup. Um, and I I have to imagine that Mike Leach, uh, you know, when when his schedule came out, obviously uh, the chance to play the champs in his first game, which he checked that one. You know, that's that he got that one knocked off. But I gotta imagine that game and that game against Nick Saban, he's he's salivating over uh to come in and you know prove his worth. Uh Mike Leach has been an underrated coach for a long time. He's just got done at, you know, institutions that aren't necessarily uh your bigger name schools. But I mean he was he was getting things done. So he no telling what, what can unfold here at Mississippi State. They've they fielded pretty good teams before in the past, especially with Dan Mullen. So they're not necessarily lacking history, but uh just never gotten over the hump. Yeah, they're going to be uh, definitely a team we're going to watch out for throughout the rest of the rest of the season. Kind of see how they unfold. Definitely, things are looking up under Mike Leach over there for Mississippi State right now. But this upcoming week, there are a few other things, Malone, that uh, you know we've heard from uh, just some feedback from our listeners here. So one of the things that they wanted us to do is to start doing like a uh, kind of like picking out the winners of the games. You know, kind of seeing who's going to win what. Uh, you know, each week and what I 
have here for us is a pick'em contest each week where you and I are going to guess the five winners of games that I'm going to consider pick'em games. They're games that are within a touchdown of the line uh, that is set by Vegas to try to get it you know, as close as possible here. But we're going to keep record of our stats, and at the end of the season, one of us is going to be crowned the pick'em champion. Sounds good to me, sir. Let's uh... – I'm looking at our our, our five game slate here. Um, so let's look at uh let's look at game one here. I'll go ahead and roll with this one. I'll let you take the next one. So game one we have here is uh, Baylor at West Virginia. Um, Baylor obviously has uh, only got I think one game under their belt now, so they haven't played as much. And I think the same goes for West Virginia. But right now it's a two and a half uh, point line in favor of Baylor. Malone, who you got for this one? Uh, I'm going. Um, I'm gonna money line West Virginia on this one and take them to win outright. Here, uh, I got. I got West Virginia in this game. Okay. And then for me, I think I'm gonna go with West Virginia too. I mean, they, you know, they're just a team, especially being at home. I mean, they, uh, whether they have uh, fans or no fans, I mean, they're gonna have a lot of energy. I think I'm gonna go West Virginia as well. Fair enough. Fair enough. So we got a a Texas Tech team coming off tough contest against Texas at Kansas State, who just got a big win over Oklahoma. Um, they have Kansas State at two and a half point favorites at the moment. Who do you got? I think for this one, um, I gotta go with Texas Tech for this one. Um, I think coming off of that game that they just had with Texas, they know that they can do it. They know that they can actually go out there and win games. Um, they just about beat, you know, probably the top team in the Big 12 right now. And I think Kansas State is going to be on, still on that high from beating Oklahoma where they may slip up this week. So I'm going to go with Texas Tech. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to go Kansas State. Uh, I think they're going to have just enough defense to get a couple key stops against Texas Tech and pull out a victory. Next matchup we have here is Ole Miss at Kentucky. Ole Miss, we saw Lane Kiffin his debut this week. He didn't look terrible, um, you know, but at the same time, they kind of let that one slip away from uh, them as well, losing in the Florida Gators. Second half, they kind of lost that, but they didn't look too bad that first week. I'm actually going to go with Ole Miss to rebound and get this dub at Kentucky. Yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement with you here. Um, I, I think Ole Miss showed me enough against a good Florida team and a good Florida defense, especially that uh, they can move the ball a little bit and um, put some points on the board. And we know Lane can drop a player too. So, yeah, I think he comes out here and and, and takes advantage of uh, Kentucky a little bit. Moving on to Oklahoma at Iowa State. You know, obviously Oklahoma coming off the loss. You know, six and a half point favorites, which is Crazy. I think it's a little bit low, but who do you got? I think for this one, Oklahoma is definitely going to be on edge now. They have the talent, obviously. Iowa State, they haven't looked too great this year either. I mean, they lost a, you know, they lost a terrible game week one. So that's, a, that's one I think Oklahoma is going to bounce back from. I mean, they got to win. They got to win or their playoff chances are, are gone uh, here, you know, right out the gate. So I expect Spencer Rattler to come back with a vengeance. He threw that pick to end the game last week, and I'm I'm gonna go with the Sooners. I'm in agreement. Um, I, I I don't know last time we've ever seen uh, Oklahoma lose two games in a row, so I'm I'm definitely 
going to go with the notion that they're going to come out uh, Saturday pretty pissed off and ready to go. And I think they shattered that uh, that early line here at the six and a half. Yeah, I'm calling, I'm definitely thinking they're going to hit that line as well, probably double it. Um, the last matchup of the week here is the one we just got done talking about. This is going to be number seven, Auburn, at number four, Georgia. You know, we – I think we're pretty much – you said you think Auburn's going to win that game. Are you sticking by that here for the pick? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Mom, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going with Auburn to beat Georgia in this, in this game. I just think they're going to have uh, a little bit too much – you know, for for UGA and, and that experience at quarterback, I think is going to be going to be the key here on on Saturday night. This is such a tough one. I, I've kind of gone back and forth with this one ever since we uh, we put these games on here. Um, but as of now, uh, for our pick'em challenge, I am going with the Bulldogs and the University of Georgia. I think one of two things is going to happen. Um, I think either Stetson's going to go out there and you know continue where he left off in the second half of last week. Or I think they will pull him early. There, you know, there's a reason that the JT Daniels story broke, um, and I think that if he struggles early, he's going to get pulled, and JT is going to get enough time in there to save them against Auburn. They have the defense that can keep Bo Nix somewhat contained. I don't know if they'll necessarily stop him from scoring. Uh, you know, that Chad Norris offense is really high powered, very fast, uh, very up to speed. But I do think that Georgia has a good enough defense to contain them to an extent. Um, it's just a matter of if they're going to be able to outscore them. And I think they can. Either Stetson's going to, you know, like I said, step up and keep that uh, keep that going or uh, JT's going to take over. You could see him taking over as early as maybe even the second quarter if they're struggling. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Um, <clears throat> I got to imagine that uh, Stetson's leash, leash is, uh, is pretty short. JT's going to get out there sooner, than, sooner or later, you know, whether it's this week or, or next week. It's just a matter of when. You know what? I think we got Jeff back. Uh, hey, man. Hey, hey, listen. Man. Jose called. I had to take the call. It's about the transfer window, man. So he asked me about <laughs> oh, what, he wanted, what he wanted to do next. So I had to, you know. Hey, no, I, I feel you. I feel away, you. Man. Uh, how's, crazy. He, how's he feel about the win today? Oh man, he feels he feels great. Um, you know, I think uh, he was he felt it was a little unexpected. I think we came in there thinking it was going to be a little difficult because, to be fair, uh, you got Chelsea went kind of hard, Scott. You guys went kind of hard with your with your with your roster today, man. Your your lineup was kind of it's kind of aggressive, man. You yeah, know, man. Carabo I mean, Cup, man. It was kind of it was Carabo Cup, man. And you went you went kind of hard, man. Hey, uh, we're we're we are down some guys. Like there's some I guys understand. that have been out. You know, so are we. So are we. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta run who you got, you know. But there, there were some guys there out there. I, I was kind of surprised Timo was out there, to be honest. He got hurt, man. He 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 did get hurt, did he? He got hurt. I mean, he's, I, I mean, he's not like he's not like he wasn't hurt, hurt. But you could tell, like right. at the end, like he was getting stretched out, man. He was kind of tight. He was shaking his head, like I don't know, something may have happened. Kind of. Hey, man, the the, 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 the the pre ain't for everybody, man. Well, no, I mean, I, <laughs> it ain't for everybody, bro. Oh man, he'll be all right. He'll be all right. <laughs> he scored he a nice goal today. Oh, he did. He did. He did score a nice goal today. Um, Jeff, we got. We just got done doing the pickums. Um, you want to throw some picks out here? I got five games. What we got, man. Give me, give me five games. Let me see. So we're gonna we throw got. Jeff's picks in here. Um, so the first matchup we have, and these are all like you know the lines are as low as possible, like two and a half, six and a half lines. First one is. Baylor at West Virginia. Baylor at West Virginia. Hey, man, give me West Virginia, man. 
Hey, me and Malone both went West Virginia, man. West Virginia. Yeah. Um, so next matchup, we got Texas Tech at Kansas State. So we talked about this. Texas Tech <laughs> just almost beat Texas, and then Kansas State just beat Oklahoma. You know what, man? <sighs> Give me Texas Tech, man. Texas Give me Tech. Texas God, Tech. You writing this down, Scott? Oh, I got it all. I got, I got everything Texas written Tech, down. I, I'm with you, Jeff. I, I, I was talking, you know, I think they're going to be wanting to rebound. They know they can beat it. Although, if, if, if there's a game, it's Kansas State. It's Kansas State. They just if beat Oklahoma. A, if, if there's a game, I'm about to say, if there's a game that they can come back and win, it's this one. But I, I gotta go. I gotta go. Texas Tech right here. Man. No, I think it's Texas Tech too. I think Kansas State's gonna be too much on a high from that loss. Um, so I, I'm 100 with you there. Uh, the next game is Ole Miss at Kentucky. I'm going Ole Miss. Lane's a fool, man. Y'all see that tweet? I did, man. He's a he's a, he's a funny guy. <laughs> That's like, y'all, we all remember when he had like the Go Owls when he was at uh where was he at FAU? Yeah, yeah. Go Owls, y'all. I know y'all saw that. That to this day is like one of the funniest recruiting videos I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, now, Lane. Lane is Lane is really a character, and it seems like he just he doesn't take himself too seriously, and he just kind of like you know. I think he I think he knows like the the public image that he has, and he just kind of plays into. Yeah, him. he's definitely yeah. playing the gimmick. For sure, he's he gets jobs, man. He's gonna get jobs until it's over. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, he he may hold on to this one. I think he's gonna do good he things. Might, he might. Yeah, excited. I think I think he's gonna do well there. The next matchup. So this is uh, and they're number eighteen now. Number eighteen, Oklahoma at Iowa State. <clears throat> Give me Iowa State, man. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Iowa State, me. Oh my God! All right. Wow. Oklahoma's gonna be out. Gonna be out of Iowa commission State, if they lose to Iowa State. Yeah, you may see some guys. Uh, yeah, you may give me that. if Oklahoma loses. Oh yeah, to it's Iowa cooked. State, yeah, it's over. They're gonna transfer. You're gonna see some guys that I don't even think they're gonna tra- They're gonna opt out of the season. They're gonna be yeah, like, nah, yeah. Nah. If Oklahoma loses this game, they're gonna have guys start opting out. Like promise. Um, in the last matchup, so this is the big matchup of the week. It's number seven Auburn at number four UGA, the Georgia Bulldogs. Give me Auburn, baby. Give me Auburn. It's baby. tough, man. It's gonna be such a good game because I think I think Auburn, it could go either way. I think it could go either way, man. I think Bo Nix is either gonna show out and beat the brakes off, or Stetson or JT, whoever it is, man, one of those guys is gonna keep that offense rolling. Yeah, man. Give me Auburn, bro. So they are locked in. We are set, guys. So we got the pick'em challenge going. Um and uh, Jeff, I mean, as you're kind of with us throughout the season, you know, I mean, even if you're not in the episode, we'll still get your picks. Uh, we'll kind of keep this going uh, for the rest of the year Absolutely. and see, see who's going to be the pick'em champion at the end of the year. Absolutely. Do you guys have anything else, anything you're looking forward to this upcoming week or uh, anything as far as like the Pac-12 and what's going to happen uh, when their season kicks off? Um, I'm not looking forward to watching USC lose. Um what else am I looking forward to? I mean, I, I'm happy that, you know, we're, we're kicking back off for sure, but um, my hopes aren't extremely high. I just want a culture change. You know, I want the big name. Y'all, y'all know I, my, my, my sentiments are the same as last season. It, when it, comes it feels to like an Alabama-Clemson year. It does. I'm not going to lie. It might be, man. It might be. But, you know, Malone, Malone, Malone may have something to say to that, so I don't know. It feels man, like it. It's just like, man, well, I'm, I'm trying not to – I'm trying to keep it professional, man. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to keep it cool. Man. I ain't got nothing to say, man. I don't, I don't know. know. It just feels like it. I mean, they we'll grand. They only play Missouri. Um, Alabama only play Missouri, but 
I will say Bama looked really good. Jalen Waddle looked really good. Yeah. Um, uh, he, he's he's some serious at wide receiver. Uh, Mac Jones did what he had to do throughout the game, managed it well. Yeah, Bama looks good. Bama looks like Bama, so. I will say this, and, I, and I've done a really good job over the last couple of weeks trying to limit how much I talk about Clemson. But I will talk about them here for a little bit because there are a couple of things I'm looking forward to. So every year I hear the same thing. I, I, say, I hear the same shit every year. Clemson doesn't play nobody. They don't, you know, they play cupcakes. You got no top 25 teams. Well, we got Miami here in a couple of weeks. We got Miami on October 10th at home, but they're number eight right now. And my, and, and, Eric King looks like a Heisman candidate. <laughs> Eric King. Yeah, no, that's that's going to be the test. I mean, I think everybody's kind of waiting on that at this point, just hoping that, you know, neither team sleep, slips up going into the matchup and, you know, uh, it could be nice and, and, you know, undefeated going into that that Saturday night. But, uh, yeah, I mean, everybody's waiting on that one. Yeah, that's going to be a big one. So that's not this Saturday, next Saturday. We are probably going to – Talk about that a whole lot next week. But then they also layer down the road. They got Notre Dame uh, at, at, on the road, which is uh, their number five right now. So Clemson's got a couple of tests this year. Uh, I think I'm still very confident. I mean, right now, Trevor Lawrence is my Heisman. He's just looked absolutely flawless through the first two games. Um, he hasn't been in the game a lot. Like, even last game, he was only like eight for nine. Like, he was barely in there. But he was eight for nine, and he still, you know, got a couple of uh, tutties, and and they blew out the Citadel. I mean, of course, it's the Citadel. But even the game before that, playing uh, Wake Forest, I mean, he just looks fluent. And over these next few weeks, I mean, he's just gonna he he's so good because now he's making his reads. Last year, he was he was he knew he was good, and he was kind of trying to force shit. Now he's making his reads. He's finding the open man, and he is dicing up defenses and and i i think this is you know i think it's going to be a clemson alabama year i hate it for everybody else but nobody really looked that impressive this past week and uh, those are the only two teams that kind of look like the you know the two impressive teams that are out there right now yeah i mean um i'd say both teams kind of handle business as far as uh, handling the matchups that they've been presented with thus far but yeah, like you mentioned, both teams have uh, heavy tests going forward, so we're gonna see pretty soon here, um, you know, what's real and what's not. So yeah, it'll be interesting. But that that Miami matchup should be should be damn good, and I'm I'm, I'm looking forward for that one. Uh, De'Aaron King is, you know, he's definitely looking pretty good, and Clemson will be the biggest test that he's had in his entire football career thus far. So we're gonna see if he brings his lunch pail that day. Let's see what he can do. Uh, you know, spot the ball. Let's go. Man, I just got a text from Jeff's agent, man. He tore up the contract. I, I don't know what's going on. We got to go, man. This is free tuition. This is season two, episode four. We appreciate you guys listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Peace.